You're listening to The Authenticity Show, where you get to eavesdrop on great conversations about health, creativity, and the quest for excellence. Your hosts are Carlos Casados and Satch Purcell. Our guest today is Pina DeRosa. Pina is a mindset effectiveness expert. She's also a two-time TEDx speaker, an award-winning producer, author, and an international and high-performance results coach. She was also our good friend Carlos's first NLP teacher. Gosh, Pina, I am so thrilled to death that you're on our show, and I'm so thrilled to death that you're, you've agreed to, to talk with us tonight because, well, A, I admire you. Uh, you've been an inspiration for me. You really introduced me to NLP and, and this type of personal growth work. So before we even begin, I am so stoked to be talking to you about all this. You really uh, set me in a good course, and you, you warmed the NLP waters for me, and I've been soaking in it ever since, and thank you for that. My pleasure. You took it and ran with it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, you know, you you, you made it um, even more appealing because I liked how you presented yourself. I liked um, how you were congruent with what it was that you were teaching us. And I loved the way you presented your presentation skills. I loved the potential of what you, you know, kind of sparked in, in, in the imagination when you talked about uh, what NLP was all about, and you even allayed some of my uh, nervousness and discomfort with some of the things I had heard about it. Oh, very cool. That's so great. I appreciate the difference and the impact that you make, more like a ripple effect in that way. Yeah, well, it it's, must be um, nice also to just realize that, you know, your intent was to help people and to uh, create a ripple, and you certainly did. It's it's rippling through me, and the people that I help are going to ripple outward too. So it's exponential. I will keep that for a rainy day in my back pocket. I'll yeah. remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so cool. So um, gratitude international. Tell me about that. Uh, gratitude international. So when I was looking to create a company name, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted the name of the company to be a magnet for something that no matter what the project would be, the people involved in it would leave with an experience of having gratitude as as a result of having participated. So it could have been one-on-one, it could have been Skype coaching, it could have been, you know, speaking at a conference center with a thousand people in the room, which like these are all different ways that I've been able to be of service. And so even though they seem all scattered, the main red thread, so to speak, through that's threaded through all of it is the experience of gratitude international, just because I was born and raised overseas. I now live here. I've lived in so many different countries and I speak five different languages. So for me, I knew international had to be in it. Uh, I have four passports, so it's it's just international. It's it's, it's in my blood. Uh, I consider myself a citizen of the world in that sense, and I don't really see borders. I see communities. And I was doing and have been doing different types of projects, such as speaking in different parts of the world and different parts of the country, um, but also coaching. And then also I've produced a couple of um, visual projects like short films and or uh, short documentaries and or music videos. So it seemed like there was all these different things and they're all on gratitudeinternational.com. 
So, um, uh, so, so Penny, you've done a lot of interesting things, and um, uh, you know, I, you, I'm, I'm holding this book of yours that you wrote uh, in my hands right oh, now. Oh, it made it to you! Yay! Yes, <laughs> I'm holding it right here. Uh, fit from the inside out. Um, yes, fit well, from the inside out. I tell never me about this. I'd write a book. I am so lazy that I wrote that book out of. I felt like out of necessity, I was answering the same questions again and again and over and over again. And I got tired of repeating myself and leaving long voicemails or writing a long email. So I thought I'll just write a blog with the questions that people were asking me over and over again, because like a lot of people over time, about a couple of decades, I should say, I was tired of losing, gaining, losing, gaining, losing, gaining. And I had gained not just the freshman 15, but I had gained over 50 pounds. And I wanted to lose that extra weight and stay trim. And I was eating healthy and exercising, but I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And so I was like, well, what's up with that? So the the question isn't really like how do we lose the weight because you know we, everyone is familiar with how we lose weight uh the eating healthy and the exercising but the book really addressed what i thought really made the difference which is not the how it's the why wow so so pina um how does one diagnose their why you know how, how did you discover your why yeah. how might another person discover their why yeah. Um, well, I would say, aside from picking up the book, which obviously is available and it's out there, <laughs> no and problem. Anyone who anyone who might choose, I'll personalize it for you before I send it out to you. But I would say there's three things: um, recognize that there is self sabotage, reach out for appropriate support, and number three, be willing to do something different. So by looking at, recognize that there is self-sabotage, when the crew is sabotaging the captain, the captain needs to know that that's happening. When everything that we've tried has failed, then there's something else at work. So that takes us to the second step, which is reach out for appropriate support. We can't do that ourselves, meaning I could be the best brain surgeon on the planet. I am not going to operate on myself. This is not going to happen. So we need to reach out to someone who is trained in these areas, what I call a mindset effectiveness expert. And there are many, many experts who are trained to work with the subconscious so that you have both the captain and the crew operating toward that why. And then that brings us to the third point, be willing to do something different. If you've tried to lose weight, like it was in my case, with uh, eating healthy and exercising and finding out that it doesn't work, then we can try exploring with an expert what's really stopping us. And one of the tools, for example, the people who do the kind of work that you know we do, use hypnotherapy in a breakthrough process uh, to alter their subconscious programming. But there's other ways to get to the core of it. I had a client once that said, oh, gosh, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, we were looking at what the next step might be for her. So I don't know that I want to do that. That doesn't doesn't feel like me. And I said, well, that's actually good if it doesn't feel like you, Mm -hmm. because you have the results that you have right now because of the strategies that you have. And if you want different results, you want to shift the strategies. So let's look at 
you know, let's look at why it doesn't feel like you, is it like, it's not illegal, you know, it's not immoral. So what is it? And if it's a little unfamiliar, that's okay. That's probably actually a good right. start. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds like this is really important for lasting results, right? I mean, if, if you want to keep the results yeah. that you've gained, sounds like you've got to deal with the why and the sabotage and all the things that you just mentioned. Yeah, then the results can stick, you know, with with your consistency. Because it's not about willpower. It's never about willpower. He's the guy that wrote uh, The Happiness Advantage, who's an amazing, awesome author. Sean Aker, bless him. He's a professor at Harvard that teaches happiness and the importance of happiness around the world. Um, he's a um, phenomenal TEDx and phenomenal Harvard, you know, New York best time bestseller so it's never about willpower. It's certainly not in this case. Very nice. So, Pina, um, we're, we're talking about TED Talks, and you gave a wonderful TED yeah. Talk. And, I have uh, two, actually. Yeah, yeah right, one. definitely. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, you know, I, I really found that, um, you know, I was really drawn in by your uh, vulnerability. I really appreciated that. And, um, oh, thank you. That was a challenge. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I could see that. And, um, and, and you know, uh, you, you spoke about being a mindset effectiveness expert. Could you, could you talk about that and, and what that means? A mindset effectiveness expert is, I would say, when we look at um, the places in life, in life where we get stuck, and there are some people I've always been curious about the brain, you know, like there's some people that seem to be really effective and things come so easy to them. And and then there's some people that just struggle, whether it's homework back in elementary school or running a business or being a mom. And so I've always been curious, like, well, how how come some people seem to be it's not like they're any smarter necessarily. They're not in all of them in Mensa or something. So how come it just seems some, some, yes, absolutely. But like, how come it seems that we can be more effective and then sometimes we can be less effective? And how do we harness the power of the brain? When you mentioned the, you know, that first TEDx, I, to me, I never even had it as a goal in, in life to do a TEDx. And then when I, decided to do one it was because a friend had done one it was like oh so it's not just the Brene Browns of the world and the Sean Akers of the world and the Richard Branson of the world there's actually some really like everyday people as well that could do this is cool maybe I could do one in the next five years and it happened literally within five weeks which I fell off my chair um when Ouch. that happened and then I know <laughs> it was I was like oh shoot now I really gotta get one ready because Oh my goodness, the invitation is there. Um, and then the second one came out as a um, passion project. I had lost my dearest um, friend to a late diagnosis of cancer, and she was one of the brightest, warmest, most healthy, like dancers, size zero, newly wed, like all the good, healthy habits that you could see in someone where in her extremely spiritual, successful, happy with her family. And, and then she was gone. She was misdiagnosed three times. And, and then by the time um, they caught it, it was stage four. And um, that was quite a blow <laughs> to say the least when that happened. Bad. And so the second TEDx was about something that I discovered that kind of just popped on the radar at the end of that first TEDx because um, 
you know, I, I, a message came and, and I'll, I'll let you discover it. I'm not being vague. I'll just let you discover it uh, as you listen through it and you watch through it. But a message came that no spoilers. You know, yeah. That, that dogs could detect cancer earlier and with greater accuracy than any current medical testing. And my first thought was, wait, what? And the second thought was, would she still be alive if she had been screened mm. by one of these amazing medical dogs? And so the second TEDx, while I am no expert in that, but it is my passion project to bring awareness and funds to the amazing power of these dogs. And they're trained similar to detection of bombs and similar to detection of drugs. And uh, like, well, if they're effective with that, why not with cancer? And the studies are published and they're in medical journals. So again, I'm no expert, but I'm certainly someone who lost a dear, dear one to a late diagnosis. And it's not a cure, it's not a prevention, but like, it's just fascinating to be able to put that into a 15 minute talk that then you know, is shared with the world. Wow. Well, well, you know, Pina, don't get me started on dogs because I love uh, dogs. And, uh, <laughs> My dog is actually right here. He's oh, running the whole interview. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I, I, have a, I have a nice dog story I'd like to share if, yes, if you'd like please. to hear. Um, yes. So, uh, you know, this, this is a story that taught me how amazing dogs are. Um, mm-hmm. I had a work colleague who used to come to work every day and he had a dog that was in training to be a service dog. And one day this guy came into my office and he was sharing something that was upsetting to him, something going on at work that, uh, you know, he was feeling emotions about and his dog was in there. And as soon as he started to get emotional, his dog got up and started chewing his hands. And, mm-hmm. I, and I thought, oh, well, that, that's nice. You know, the dog notices that daddy's upset. And so he's trying to cheer him up. Well, you know, some weeks go by and um, uh, you may or may not know, uh, my, my wife has multiple sclerosis. And, mm. and uh, this same person had somehow engaged me in a conversation. He asked me the question. He said, hey, uh, you know, how, how did your wife get diagnosed? And so I started telling him the story. And the same dog got up and came over and started chewing my hand. And I looked at the dog and I was blown away because as I'm telling the story, I didn't even realize that emotions were coming up as I was telling the story, but the dog perceived it before I did. Of course. And when he came over and started chewing my hands, that caused me to realize, oh my gosh, the dog is right. I'm feeling the emotions. And that was it. I was completely blown away. And of course, now I have my own dog. Wow. Oh, what kind of dog do you have? Oh, I have a mix. She's a golden retriever, lab, boxer, shepherd, and so on and so forth. Part dingo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Australian dingo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine's a, a half golden. Yeah, a golden retriever. Um, oh. A half uh, standard poodle. So a golden doodle who's just a sweet, fluffy, smart um, Muppet. <laughs> oh, yeah. We Muppet's a great, great, great uh, description. So cute. Right, of Wellington. He yeah, Wellington. Wellington's is awesome. And actually, he was on stage at the TEDx. I don't know. I think there's like one other dog that has sometime this year, earlier this year, did a TEDx. But until Wellington, I don't know how many other dogs had done a TEDx talk. But he was there on stage the whole time, not because he's trained. Because, um, because of his to, uh, professional uh, credentials, right? With his professional credentials, he got yeah. me on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, because TEDx has, has been so uh, elusive to me in some way, because it seemed like, how do you get on and how do people do that? My goal this year was to help 10 people do, you know, with their application on theirs and, and get their thoughts out there onto that stage. 
And I accomplished that goal by January 5th because I worked on it during the holidays. I needed something to get me out of the election funk. So I was like, okay, let's work on something that's productive and out there and not in my head, but just out of making it, you know, something that's not about me. And um, so those 10 people were taken care of by January 5th. And so I expanded it to 20 and I'm like, well, I've got the rest of the year. So now uh, we have 14 people, and actually the, the deadline was a few days back, 14 people that have gone through the process, and I've got a good half a dozen people through the rest of the year. So if there's someone who, you know, who would like to do a TEDx, I'd be happy to, and that's something that there's no charge. It's just something that I've learned along the way, and and I'm passing it on. Fantastic. Because mm. so many people have these, you know, amazing, really cool um, stories that I feel belong on a stage that then can reach uh, around the world. You know, I call it my, the first one, I called it my little soldier of light. I get these messages from people that I may never connect with one-on-one, but it's that soldier of light brought something to them and they did something with it. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. (laughs) Wow. With all the darkness in the world, I'm so glad that we have the soldiers of light doing their job. We, yeah. we need it. The yeah. world needs it. All of us need it. Yes, we can all use um, a little bit of extra light or, or being that light and bringing it forward. And mm. even this conversation, you know, just reminds me uh, of that. So I get to be out of my head and back into, okay, heart. We can, there's something we can do, even if it's not world peace or world of hunger ending. It's just one little thing, you know, my piece of the piece, as I like to say. Well, you do know that you're going to have to translate this into French, Italian, Spanish, and German, right? We can do that. <laughs> Give me a little time and we can do that. The subtitle, closed captions, That's so uh, amazing that you speak that many languages. What was that like growing up um, that way? I mean, or was this all something that you gained in, in your adult years? No, it actually was growing up. It's very smart of you to uh, deduce that. I was born and raised in Italy, uh, right uh, just above the Amalfi Coast, south of Rome and uh, mm. north of the Amalfi Coast. Beautiful. And beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. Um, and then I was raised in Switzerland, uh, uh, just uh, about a half an hour east of Geneva. And um, so I have family in Switzerland, I have family in Italy. I have a, a brand new little niece that's two days old now. So I'm Aww. looking to see when's the next time I get to go plan a trip and visit her. And I have a niece who's five years old. And the little one who's five already speaks, like she'll speak Italian with dad, she'll speak German with her mom, she'll speak English with me, the two of them speak English to each other oftentimes, and um, she'll understand French as well. So, but it's been like that, that's how we are raised. So in a way, it feels like, you know, Jennifer Garner, alias, you speak all these languages. And it's I was going to cool. ask you with those four passports, <laughs> if you were working, yeah, you know, a secret just, agent of some kind. It's just how we are raised. And as a kid, it 
it's like there's four four words for chair and there's four words for table and there's four so we're our brain is such a sponge that it wasn't necessarily difficult it was just how it is the the brain back to that it's just absorbs and learns and adapts you know if i had to run a marathon tomorrow i probably wouldn't be ready for it but i did run a marathon a few years ago and so the the, the brain the body adapted to that and then i adapted back to not being a marathon runner now. Wow. <laughs> so i think with the languages it's kind of the same you know the i think all the girls in in our family uh have a, a pretty normal quote-unquote accents my brother has more of a french ish accents i think he uses it shamelessly and it's adorable and <laughs> <laughs> uh. wow so hey pina um you're obviously a very flexible thinker um how much of that do you attribute to the fact that you've learned all these languages H how has language caused you to have more flexible thinking or see the world in, in a different way hugely actually that's a very good question um I think the spirit of adaptability moving so young, there's a lot of parents that don't want to take a 10 year old out of school in the middle of the year. Like, come on, really just your child is resilient. So we moved and I turned out just fine. My brother turned out just great. So I think the language and coupled with the traveling opened up my spirit of flexibility as you said or flexible thinking because mm. i like to go to different countries and still my goal every year is one new country so one new country a year i've i average i think right now 47 countries and i'm 45 so i'm staying on track wow. um so by traveling and how flexible our parents always were i think that taught me more than school probably ever did so all of the philanthropic projects that you're involved in, um, you're doing so much, but you also somehow manage to keep it real. And when, at least when I've spoken with you and, and when I've seen you present, there's an authenticity to the way you present yourself, which is that, hey, uh, I'm a human being. I'm not telling you that I'm perfect. I'm not presenting this idea that I've got everything in the world worked out. I'm, I'm this NLP master and I'm all these things but I'm a human being with real feelings who's had made real mistakes and had real, <laughs> you know, really difficult things that, that you've dealt with. And, and there's an emotion that comes across in what you do that I, I, I appreciate that because it's, mm -hmm. uh, at least to me, it speaks to me, it's compelling. It, it, it grabs me and it makes me feel more uh, trust and appreciation for you as a human being. Mm -hmm. So I love that. And, and I, I see you as being the kind of person who, no matter how far that goes in your life with, where your um, projects take you or however um, expanded it becomes, however popular it becomes, that you're still going to be the Pina that I know. You'll just be a um, more expanded version of the same human being that I, that I met years ago. And I like that. I'd like to oh. continually model that because that's what I want in my life too as I grow. Yeah. And as coaches, you know, our, our clients or our friends sometimes might think that we've got it together. I'm like, no, 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 right. no. We don't have nothing together. We're just maybe a few steps along the way on that particular path and we can guide each other. But I learned along the way that it's more about asking questions 
than having the answers and asking the questions that will stretch a person without stressing the person. All we have in the end is is our authenticity, and that's part of that in that moment. Oh, we love that word, authenticity, here. Yeah, big time. <laughs> what inspired you to call it that? That's um, something that uh, I'm curious. Oh, I think, you know, Satch and I um, have always had just really you know, authentic, genuine uh, conversations with one another. And when mm. we hear someone else who is speaking about what they authentically connect with and what they believe and who they truly are, even if it's not our particular cup of tea, suddenly that tea starts smelling good. We're like, yeah. wow, you know, yeah. that's, that's some yeah. good tea right there. Let's have some of that. Well said, Carlos. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, well said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I once was talking to somebody, um, and I said, what kind of music do you like? You know, what do you like? And, and he said, I like anything where the musician is just a master at what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that's it. So really, you know, I think that's kind of one of the things that Carlos and I and, and Oliver that, that, that we look yeah. for is just awesomeness. Being, being, you know, really masterful in whatever it is that you happen to do, then that thing is fine by us. Health, creativity, and the quest for excellence. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. There it sounds it like you're in your own country. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so your book, Fit from the Inside Out, mm-hmm. how do people purchase this? Is this something that uh, people would go to Amazon to look for? Would they go to your website or both? Or Through my website, um, there was a, spe- a specific marketing reason for me to sure. keep it off. Um, the loveliness that is Amazon. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love, love, love Amazon. Actually, one cool thing that I'll gladly share um, that maybe you know, maybe you don't. Um, Amazon, for every purchase uh, that anyone makes through Amazon, if you instead of go through amazon.com put smile.amazon.com oh yeah you already know that right yes they but please share this is great for everyone to know yeah yeah for everyone to know they give a percentage when you put smile.amazon.com to any charity any 501c3 that you choose nice. which is cool because if you have a charity that you are passionate about or maybe that you are on the board of or it could be your charity then amazon could um send back a percentage so my book is available through uh, gratitudeinternational.com, which is my main website. And then for anyone who might be interested in my speaking, it's my first and last name, pinadirosa.com, P-I-N-A-D-E-R-O-S-A.com. So you could see the TEDx as well as other talks. And then if you happen to be a school administrator or if you want to bring the conversation of sexual assault prevention on your campus or on your daughter's campus and your son's campus um the college speaking with tina.com but all the websites are interconnected um gratitude international is where you'll definitely find the book and there's interviews about the book there's excerpts um and uh i usually especially for interviews like this um when you go through the site it, it says it's 24.95 plus tax plus shipping but i usually waive all the taxes and the shipping and i actually even personalize it so you'll find a a very super sweet deal so if you had a megaphone and you could say something that would be heard and taken to heart by all the ladies in the room what would you say 
If I had a megaphone and I could say something that would be taken to heart by all the ladies in the room, the virtual room that we're in, whatever zip code or country we may be in, I would like to say that if and when we feel stuck in our same thoughts and habits and feeling like we're not making progress in our lives and that we feel like we can't end that battle, there is a way to end that self-sabotage to be able to end to, to get consistent results and actually to regain access to a level of control in our lives how about the same question for for all the guys in the room okay so guys i feel are so smart because it's almost like one is a mac and the other one is a pc like you know with with women and men <laughs> we all do four plus four equal eight but somehow guys do it in much a simpler way Oftentimes, less complicated, more efficient way. Um, so just keep being who you are. And yes, there are men, and I've met a few who are a disgrace. That would be the kindest word. But I wouldn't have 98% of the population pay for what 2% of the guys might do. So just keep being yourself and believing in yourself like you do because you do make a difference even more than you already know. Okay. Mm, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. And I understand that you you have a gift for the listeners today. Is that right? I would invite you, if something spoke to you in this dialogue today, to reach out to me. Let me know that you're reaching out to me through these guys. And my gift to you would be that we could spend an hour on the phone or on Skype or however it is, wherever time zone you're in. Wow. I'm actually just now getting ready to uh, jump on a call with a client in Germany, and we speak a couple of times a month, and I have clients in Hong Kong and clients in Melbourne, Australia, and then down the street in Riverside. Wherever it is, uh, we will find a way to connect, and my gift to you in that hour will be to really get to the core of something that's holding you back and then finding the next step. And my email is Pina, P as in Paul, I-N-A at gratitudeinternational.com or reach me out through these guys. And that would be my gift to you. But I'll tell you, if I'm going to give you 100%, like a whole hour together, you need to bring 100%. So it needs that it needs to mean that you're committed to actually diving through and not just staying at the surface and chatting for an hour. Because that's nice and sweet, but that doesn't really make all the difference that the hour together can make when we actually dive deep. So come open and ready to dive. And that'll be my gift. <laughs> so if they, if they contact you, they better be ready for some magic to happen in their I own lives. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not going to be for the faint at heart. Yes. Definitely. And, and then magic potentially, but no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> that is really generous of you. Thank you then, so much. Wow. My pleasure. My pleasure. And then I would invite you, and I don't know if this is a gift or not, but I would invite you to consider joining us for the Get My Body Back Challenge um, at the end of the year in September. Uh, if, with that, if you just simply 
check out the newhollywood.org, our, our nonprofit, and then you click on the pledge. Anybody who's connected through the pledge will get an invitation. And all the pledge is, is just a commitment of like, I intend to lead by example and being the best version of myself. I am, so it's not like a, a pledge to some secret society or anything. You'll <laughs> <Darn laughs> be able to see, you know, I speak up for my truth, my values and for justice, and I give back to my community. I'm just, you know, sharing parts of the pledge with you. So if it resonates with you, join in there. And then when the Get My Body Back will be ready for invitation, then we'll send out an email. Like I said, there is a nominal fee for that. And then you have the extra incentive to reach that goal. And then whatever people don't reach it, the money goes to charity. So it's a win-win-win all across. Okay. Uh, and it could be, you know, as simple as I'm going to have just one glass of wine a week. It literally doesn't eat whatever That's the sad. talent is for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me cry if you start talking like that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. But yeah. should they remember that the secret password is Fidelio? Right. Right. Okay, good. No, not really. I'm totally <laughs> the kidding. secret password but... is snack. If you ask Wellington the secret password, it's snack, snack. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it was walk. Oh, yeah. Well, that's my dog. Oh, okay. I got it. <laughs> and let's find each other on Instagram. Anyone out there, life according to Wellington. That's our lovely sweet instagram you'll be able to see all the different adventures and um, i'm happy to answer questions you know sometimes with shows like this uh more questions pop up and i don't want to leave people with more questions if there is an insight or something you watch the one of the ted talks and you're like oh i know a friend that wants to do one or what did you mean by that i'm i'm an open book just reach out and I'll be happy to to stay in touch. And I want to thank you guys, not only for creating your show that's called The Authenticity Show, but also for having a dialogue because, you know, we chatted about it ahead of time and I was uh, delighted to be invited. But I was, I'm left really inspired by what it is that you, the space that you provide so that this little soldier of light may make a difference down the line bigger than you may ever know because somebody may not respond back to you or to me and say whatever it was that they created but still they get to create it so sometimes we see it oftentimes we don't like I had the gift at the beginning of the session to hear from you how this made a difference for you when we connected years back but I often don't hear that. So you probably won't hear the impact of this show. And so I want to thank you on behalf of all those ripples that you may or may never hear from. Gosh. It definitely made a difference. That's lovely. Yeah, really lovely. Thank, thank you, thank Gina. You. That's really, really wonderful. Yeah. It's been you lovely like- having you uh, on the show. It's been great. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for, for staying authentic. Because yeah. You, you really have, and that's, that's wonderful. You've been listening to The Authenticity Show with your hosts, Carlos Casados and Satch Purcell. Very special thanks to our guest, Pina DeRosa. The show is produced by Oliver Altine. Our theme music is composed by Oliver Altine. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And check out our website, AuthenticityShow.com. Thanks for listening and have an authentic day.